What? What? All right. Now we're going. It's a podcast. It's happening. Good morning, everybody. Wherever you're listening, this is an episode you can definitely take anywhere, Sugars. Um, I'm Matt Marr. Welcome to Dear Maddie Show. And today I have someone who's hopefully going to inspire me and also hopefully help me get back to some better habits. Danny Cray, how are you today, sir? I am doing well, Maddie. Uh, it's it's uh, I feel like it's, it's a little surreal because I've been I've been listening to the show for long enough that I feel like I, I know you very well, and and uh, it's it's a little it's 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 cool to be able to be uh, be on the show and and uh, chatting a little bit and, and hopefully having some fun today. So thank you for for having me. Oh no, you're happy. I'm 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 excited about it. So and we know each other because I think we were talking because uh, through podcast junkies, right? Yeah, that's that's where I first uh, heard about you when you were on on Harry's show. However long ago that's been, I, I can't even remember. Um, but you guys did the old, the old interview swap thing where where uh, he was on your show and you were on his show, and um, I, I ventured over and, and took a listen to uh, to y'all's conversation on, on both both shows and uh, hit subscribe and, and haven't I don't I don't think I've missed an episode since then. So it's it's been it's been a little oh, while. Thank well, thank you. That I appreciate that. Although I. I didn't get to it last week. That's okay. I'm going to post a new Dear Maddie today. Um, so, um, so okay. So something that's interesting. So it's not just that people are like are thinking, why are you having Danny on the show? But when I learned about you and then following you on Instagram, you're I'm, I don't know. You're a running coach or running. How would you describe yourself? I mean, I would call you a running fanatic because it's such a part of, and I mean that in a good way, like a fanatic <laughs> the way I'm about Wonder Woman. Like it's something you're so passionate about and honestly like it makes sense when i follow you but at first i was like running you just run and so it's 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 it's, you've kind of expanded my worldview on that a little bit so tell a little bit about basically what are you passionate about sugar yeah well i mean running is is uh is kind of it at at this point or at least a big a big part of of uh you know my my life um and, and it hasn't always been you know i wasn't i wasn't that guy that uh you know ran track in high school and and things like that i i actually really didn't care for running. I thought it was, uh, I played other sports and running was always kind of like that thing you had to do to kind of get in shape for the other seasons or to, mm-hmm. you know, punishment or things like that. So running was, was something that wasn't my thing, but, um, you know, through, through college and into to the few years after that, um, I would, I would do it to kind of stay in shape and it just kind of started to grow on me and, uh, kind of became an, an acquired taste to where it was something I sort of enjoyed to do. And, and now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it kind of developed into, uh, to, to the full blown, full blown, you know, passion. It's, it's, uh, my job. There's, you know, like, like you said, I, I coach, which I, I, on the surface, and I used to kind of think the same thing too. Like what would anybody need a running coach for? Because I mean, we've been running since, you know, since, since before we could talk in full sentences, most of us as, as kids, you, you, you run at some point and you know, it's kind of one of those skills that you don't really lose. Uh, so what would, what would you need a coach for? So, but, but you know, I started a podcast about running where I just talked to runners about running. So, you know, kind of, uh, uh, something that if, if you, if you know runners, if you have friends that are runners, you probably get sick of them talking about their their times and their races and things like that. But runners don't <laughs> mind listening to that kind of shit. So, you know, I started a podcast so we could, we could do that. We could talk about running and, and nerd out on, on paces and, and distances and races and, and things like that. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there, you know, after, after doing the podcast for, I don't know, a, a, a year, I guess people started, you know, and, and during that course of that first year, I'd get a, an occasional person asking, asking if I would coach and things like that. And, um, wasn't really on my radar of things to do. And, and, you know, enough people start asking and you start to re- reassess, maybe, maybe there's something I could do here for folks. And, um, I have a, a background in exercise science and sports medicine, so it kind of made sense. And so I, I oh. just kind of started 
started putting the pieces together and helping people, um, you know, get faster or avoid injuries, things like that, uh, that, that, um, are concerns for runners. You know, if you're trying to, to get faster or you keep, you know, getting hurt uh, along the way. Um, it's, it's, and it's, it's been, it's been a, a few years now of, of doing that. And, um, it's, it's just, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's what I do for a living now, you know, it's, 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 uh, and it's cool because it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and, you know, like you said, I mean, as, as a passion or something like that, I mean, it's, it's something where legitimately, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you the last day that I went to work, you know, like, I mean, there's like, like anything, there's always a couple of, of areas of your job that maybe you don't always enjoy as much as everything else. But for the most part, like I, I love my job. I, I love helping folks and, and working with, with my clients and interacting on social medias with, with other runners. And, um, it's, it's, uh, definitely turned into, uh, something that a decade ago, I would have never, ever thought that this was going to be the path that I would be walking down. And, and now I can't, couldn't imagine doing anything different with my life. I mean, literally, you, you took your passion and made it happen. Mm-hmm. So what is that song? What is that song? Take your passion. I feel like it's a Gloria Stefan song or something like uh, that. Uh, uh, what is that song? Take what your passion. Yes, what Please a feeling. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and the podcast is Diz Runs, right? Yep. There's Diz, a Diz Runs podcast. It's it's it, it's been this and that and the other, but Diz Runs Radio is I think what the official title is now. But if you just search Diz Runs on any podcast app, if you're looking for somebody to yammer on about running for a couple hours a few times a week, um, or for an hour a few times a week, I guess uh, that's that's how you can find it. And it's D I Z Runs, y'all. D I Z, and that's also the website is D I Z Runs dot com. So if you're interested in coaching uh contacting you just stalking you um <laughs> now where did you come up i don't maybe it's like a i don't get it is it just like diz runs I meaning like you're talking about these runs is that where where did the name come from yeah so uh that's a, that's a question that it hasn't been the first time that somebody's asked me that i probably should do a better job of explaining that somewhere along the line but um <laughs> this was, was a college nickname of mine so um it, i was i was in college around uh you know the early part of 2000s when uh, there was a lot of kind of the Snoop Dogg was all the Izzy for shizzy and that kind of thing. And for some reason, my, my nickname became Dizzy, uh, for, for the longest time and then just got shortened to Diz. And, um, it's, it's still something that pretty much all of my college friends, like none of them, like it's one, almost one of those, if they call me by my actual name, like, it's like, wait, are you, are you talking to me or is there somebody else named Denny around here? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Um, and so when I started, uh, uh my blog at the time when it, again, I had no idea where, where this was all going to lead. I was just like, ah, oh, it's a running blog and my nickname's Diz. So whatever, dizruns.com will be the the blog. And then it's just kind of, um, I guess, you know, once, once that was set, that was kind of like, that's, that's the brand. So let's, let's, uh, lean into it. And so, um, that's, that's kind of where that, that came from was, you know, those, those stupid things from college, those stupid nicknames that, uh, you, you, can't, you can't ever get rid of. And, and that's okay. I don't, I don't mind it at all. I, I actually kind of like it, but, um, but that's, that's where it came from. That's, I love that. I'm glad I asked that question. So, okay. So when do you feel like, so I'm just going to start up for like, I'm just going to make it about me y'all. I'm sorry. Cause I'm 39 and you know, I, it's interesting. I, so I used to run in high school, uh, like, uh, with the buddy, just like, not like track or anything, but I ran, we'd run for two years. I ran basically like every night. And this is even in the summers in Oklahoma, we would run at night when it was, you know, freaking 90 degrees outside and human and gross. You know, you live in Florida. So, mm-hmm. but, um, I never felt like and the reason I, cause I was thinking about this and I went, Oh, that's probably why, like I could use somebody like a running coach. I mean, there's so many reasons it's, you know, because back then I was younger. 
So I never had pain or anything. But now, like when I run, I notice that like I everybody in my family, like all the guys have had have had torn their ACL basically. My father, my brother, my nephew. Granted, from all playing football, and I've never was a jock, so I've never done anything but to my knees. But however, I feel it now in my knees when I like run or do something high impact. So, but still, I'm I'm all over the place, Denny. Bear with me. But I was going to talk about when I was younger. Like for me, and maybe it's just not my thing. I don't know. But when I ran two, literally, we'd run like two miles every night, two years straight. I don't think I ever experienced runner's high that people talk about. Mm. And I thought back then, I thought, huh, that's that. That I feel like when people get runner's high, that's almost what addicts them to to running in a good way. And I never had that. And I thought, oh, maybe I would be one of those people that if I ran and I never really enjoyed it. Maybe getting a running coach would help me kind of achieve that runner tie that that people talk about. Yeah, it, it, it could. It's it's you know there, there's a lot I just of threw a lot at you, Denny. Yeah, Sorry. you definitely did. That's that's all right. Um, yeah, and. It, it, uh, you know, well, to address the runner's high thing first, maybe, um, you know, for, for a lot of folks, it, it takes, it takes a, it's not something that, that happens, certainly not every run, um, and, and not even something that, uh, happens maybe always, always that frequently, or at least not as frequently as, as a lot of us in the running community would probably, uh, prefer, uh, and, and usually it takes, it takes a, a, a bit of running. Like usually you got to get, um, you know, an hour plus into it before everything just kind of seems to settle in and, and you almost kind of feel like, like you're floating. Like it's, it's, and it's, it sounds so woo woo. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but it really, I mean, it's just, everything just kind of flows, you know, I guess maybe that would be the best way of, of classifying the runner's high that, that maybe other people could, you know, non-runners could identify with is it's kind of a flow state where just things are just easy. There's, there's no effort. You're, you're just, you're just moving in, in, um, you know, when you're doing something you enjoy doing, which if you're a runner, you probably enjoy running. It's 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 one of those things that's really hard to put words to, but it it is just uh you're right. I mean, it's something that that if you if you can get that a few times, it, it'll it'll grab you. It'll it'll get your, its teeth into you and, and pull you into, um, you know, being being somebody who really enjoys running as opposed to somebody who maybe does it for the fitness benefits or you know because because they're you know you. Know, packing on a few pounds, you're trying to, to lose a little weight or whatever, pr- improve your heart, your heart health or things like that, that, that a lot of people, you know, kind of get into running for those, those reasons and, and maybe suffer through it to try to get the benefits without enjoying it. Um, and, and as for the coaching side of things, I, I think it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it does kind of sound, like I said earlier, maybe a little bit ridiculous, but, you know, I think there's a lot of, of areas where, you don't necessarily need a coach or a personal trainer or a life coach or whatever different different categories of of people you know that, that do th- have a service based business where they, they help other folks along the path because all that stuff is out there you know you could you can get a subscription to Runner's World you can you can get on the the internet and find blogs and websites and and you know all of all of the things the podcasts whatever that will will tell you how to do a good training plan or how to avoid hurting your knees when you run or, or whatever it is. But, but having that one person that can kind of be like, you know, can, can help disseminate between the the five or six different voices or, or 10 voices or hundred voices that you might be trying to, to listen to and, and get that one person to say, all right, well, you know, I know you, we have this personal relationship, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of these points are good, but we need to focus on one thing. We need, you know, not, we can't try to do six things at once. So let's do one thing and work on this and, and work on, you know, building your fitness to where you can, can run for 
you know, you know, to do a full 5k or to, to work on, on doing some other things, some ancillary exercises that might help to keep your knees from hurting every time you run more than 10 minutes or, or whatever it is. So, you know, that's, that's, I think where the coaching thing really comes in. It's not, and I've said this before, I've said this to my clients. I've said this on the pod, on my podcast where it's not, it's not a need. It's, it's a hundred percent a want, you know, you don't need a coach to be a, a good runner to, to improve in, in the sport of running. Um, but it's something that, you know, having that, that little bit of, of advice, that little bit of extra accountability, um, you know, those types of things can definitely help maybe speed the process along or prevent you from maybe making some of the, um, more common mistakes that people make because they don't have somebody who's, you know, kind of maybe blaze the trail in front of them and come back to kind of help, you know, and navigate. And especially for new runners, because I think a lot of times new, new runners are, are hesitant, like, I'm not good enough to get a coach. And really, you know, somebody who's maybe newer to the sport can almost learn more from it. Just like somebody who's new to, to acting would be maybe benefit as much or more from getting an acting coach than somebody who's been acting for, for years. And they're just trying to refine one or two things or in golf or in tennis or in, in whatever. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of room for help and improvement for somebody who's new to anything because you just, you just don't know what you don't know at that point. And that's where having somebody to guide you can really make a big difference. Hmm. Well, that, that, I'm glad that you gave clarity to that because I think it um, – but I, I think there's something too that's just so – there's just so something so important about the accountability of it. There's just some people where um, I'm that person. I know that I'm going to work out better or whatever if I pay for something or if I begin like a, a relationship with someone. I mean not like a love rope, but I mean like a, <laughs> a working relationship with someone. I still – like the guilt of me, like, oh man, I told this person I was going to do it. I got to do it. So I, I, that, that sometimes helps me get over kind of the hump, mm-hmm. uh, a lot in life. What, so, and also, I also, so like what, describe to like, so do you, cause you can do coaching anywhere. So obviously you can do web coaching and things like mm-hmm. that and over the phone and Skype and stuff like that. But also do you run with your clients or is it more, uh, so, just give me, if you don't mind, like if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, first time, want to want to run a coach. And let's say, let's uh, let's use somebody who, because I know every situation is different. Let's use somebody who, you know, is they ran a little bit, you know, maybe somebody like myself. They've mm-hmm. ran some, you know, they've done it before, but they're not a professional runner by any, they don't have like a technique. They just kind of get out on their street and just, put on their favorite <laughs> pair of Nikes and just run like, but they come to you and they say, I want to, I want to like, you know, protect, or I want to, you know, up my running game. What's mm-hmm. like kind of like the first thing that people can kind of can do. Um, I, I think that for, for most, for most folks and, and especially, you know, and, and this, this really crosses the line between newer runners to people that have been running for a while. Um, a lot of people try to do too much, too quickly. They try to run too fast, uh, they try to run maybe farther than they should. Um, and, Girl, and that, you just <laughs> described my life. Mm-hmm. That is me. Sorry, keep going. Keep no, going. No, that's that's all right. And 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 again, I mean, this this can translate well beyond just running. This is a lot of things. You know, we get excited about doing something new, and and you go all in. I mean, you're, you're excited. And you're I'm passionate. Like, I can do more. 
I right, can do more. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm, like, yeah. I'm gonna kill this, and then I can't walk for a week. Yeah, exactly. If if a little is good, more must be better. And and in some situations that might be true, but in uh you know in running and in physical activities and and you know CrossFit or um you know even something like yoga or Pilates or anything like that, um y- your body needs to adapt and to adjust to the demands that you're you're placing upon it. So if you if you go you know and and you're you're really not somebody who's been running much at all. I mean, it would be you know it might even be something where you'd start with just walking, like literally starting starting at ground zero or, or doing a, a run and walk mix where you're maybe running for you know thirty seconds and then walking for thirty seconds, or even doing something like where you're running for thirty seconds and walking for a minute, um, and and you know aiming to do that for twenty minutes and then bump that up to thirty minutes and then you start to to maybe get more you know a longer running interval and a shorter walking interval. But what that what that does over you know several weeks and, and into even a couple three months is it allows your body to adapt. So it allows the muscles to get stronger. It allows the, the tendons to, um, you know, be more, be more flexible and to be, uh, uh, comfortable with, with the movements and the demands that you're putting on. It allows the bones to get stronger, um, so that you, you, you don't, uh, you know, decrease the risk of some, you know, kind of like stress fractures, things like that. Whereas if you go from not running at all to like, Hey, I'm going to go do a, a half marathon today and I'm going to go out there and kill it and try to run as hard as I can. Like you might, if you, if you've got a, enough of an athletic type of background or you're young enough, maybe you might be able to get away with that. But the next day you, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You're like, feel like you got hit by a bus because you just put all this stress and strain on your body that it's not used to handling. So a lot of times as a coach, that's one of the first things uh, that, that I tend to, to really look at is, do we need to, to slow the pace down just a little bit? Do we need to, to um, are you trying to do too much right off the bat? And is that causing you more problems than if we, if we tap the brakes and, and say, hey, you know, you're trying to run five, six days a week. Like, why don't we start with three days a week um, and kind of build, build that up? And once you're, once you get a little more kind of base level fitness built, then we can add a fourth day. And then, you know, a few months later, maybe we'll add a fifth day um, and really kind of, of, you know, keep people from, from almost being a danger to themselves by direct trying to do too much too quickly. See y'all. Now this is why your ass needs a running coach because <laughs> you just laid some shit out that I was like, damn, I've never thought that's such a good idea. Run for 30 minutes, walk for a minute and then like build those intervals that I'm mm-hmm. like, I can do that. Um, see this is, this is this is helpful. So now, okay. So now I I mentioned to you because you before we started, you're like I don't know if you have a lot of runner people that listen to your podcast that will run, but actually, one of my favorite people, Jennifer, I know you're out there listening, um, <clears throat> talks about running to the show all the time. So what would um, I don't want you to give away everything. People got to listen to Diz, they've got to go to dizruns.com. We still haven't <laughs> even talked about your book. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, for someone, what's a um, what do you feel like you get, uh, is the number one, not complaint, but thing that when, cause like Jennifer, she runs marathons that mm-hmm. that woman, I mean, literally has a baby and a month later she's running a marathon. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I mean, I, I can't even run after like a bowel movement, let alone a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean, Denny? So oh. I'm like, Jesus. but sorry mental picture. But anyway, what's like a number one thing that you get a lot from, um, from like marathon runners and people that, you know, are legit runners when they come to you asking for help? Uh, a lot of it in, and again, I mean, we're painting with a broad brush when you start generalizing, but, yeah, but it's very uh, broad. And the whole point is people can come to you and go to your right. website and get like specialized. So I don't right. want listeners to take, this is to inspire you to 
inquire more, everyone, not to inspire <laughs> you to do it. It might not be the right thing for you. Right. But in, in a lot of cases, especially for, for people, it sounds like Jennifer and, and a lot of, of people that have been running for a long time, um, you know, we, we do it and, and I'm guilty of this too. So I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to, to uh, come across as holier than now, but we, we get so focused on, on running. That's what we love to do. You know, our, our, our goals are maybe distance-based. Maybe it's to, to run the first marathon or to run um, a, an ultra marathon or, or to get faster, to try to, to run uh, you know, a marathon or a half marathon faster than we ever have before. And we get, we get tunnel vision in, all right, running is what I need to do. I need to run. I need to run. I need to run. Um, and, and yes, running is important. Yes. If you want to get, get better, faster, build your endurance, whatever the case might be, you know, that's going to take you closer to your running goals. Um, running, running is important. But there's also a lot of other, I kind of call them little things, but there's, and then they're, you know, it's kind of one of those oxymoron things because they're little things, but they're really, really big. They're really, really important too, that, that we need to, we as runners need to do to stay healthy, to, to avoid our bodies breaking down, to, um, supplement our, our training so that, you know, we're able to, to continue to get faster, to continue to run farther, things like that. So, you know, doing things like yoga, doing things like strength training, um, you know, making sure we're eating well, getting enough sleep. Like, you know, that's, that's a real common thing. A lot of runners is like, you know, I, I get up at four o'clock in the morning to get my runs in. So I can, I can do that before the family wakes up, before I have to go to work, before, before life just gets too crazy. That's the only time I can get my runs in. And that's great. But if you're getting up at, at four or five o'clock in the morning to go run, you probably should be going to bed, but you know, by like nine, nine thirty 30 at night. So you're still getting a solid, you know, uh-huh. seven, eight hours of sleep. But you know, too often it's, you know, they're, they're up until, 11 or 12 o'clock because you know, by the time you get the kids to bed and, and relax a little bit, whatever, you watch a little TV and, and now all of a sudden it's it's touching midnight and you're going to be getting up in another four or five hours and, and you, you wear your body down that way. So um, I think for a lot of, of veteran runners and at least a lot of the, the runners that are, are more um, experienced that I've worked with uh, in, in my years as a coach or just that I've interacted with on online, social media, things like that, um, it's, it's that paying attention to all of the other things that you know, it's, it's real, like I said, it's easy to get tunnel vision on, I'm a runner, so I need to run. And, and yes, you do, but you also need to make sure you're taking care of the other aspects of your health, other aspects of your fitness so that your body is able to keep, keep going so that you're able to not break uh-huh. down to, to, uh, you know, keep getting stronger, faster, things like that. Um, and again, you know, I'm not trying to, to railroad everything about running because that allows a lot that, that can translate to any, any other thing that you might be interested in that that's not running related, whether it's fitness, whether it's, it's work, whether it's, it's the arts, whatever. Like if you're so focused on that one thing that you're doing, you're, you're going to, you're going to see some improvement, but don't be afraid to broaden your scope a little bit and worry about, you know, something, something that's, that's going to support that one thing that you're focused on. Um, mm-hmm. because it's going to, it's going to make you better all around. And it's also going to make you better in that one area that you're working towards. Now, I'm loving this. Now, we do have an advice question, y'all. We might get to it. We might not. I still want to talk about running. Sorry, I'm making it about me. This is No, because this is interesting to me because it's so, again, it's, um, I just, th- I, it's something that, um, you know, I originally, I had a guest on. I haven't aired the episode yet, but um, she was talking to me that she, for her podcast, she she interviews people that are just enthusiastic about things. And so, um, and the enthusiasm enthusiast is the name of her, of, of her podcast. But, um, but anyway, she talked about just, she's talking to, um, <clears throat> uh, two women that, uh, wrote a book. I believe it's called, uh, I want to say there it's, I think maybe it's called intentional eating or I forget. Basically the whole point is that it's all about 
when we talk about eating, it's a lot of a of lot of um, listening to our bodies and um, not, but it's actually a science base. It's not like a mm-hmm. frou frou, like ooh, but it really is like we kind of from day one we get programmed that not to listen to our instincts, that we don't know how to feed ourselves correctly, mm-hmm. that we're always eating the wrong things, that we, you know that our that our gut is telling us the wrong thing. When a lot of it is just kind of we, you know, there's conditioning and I'm interested in this type of work as a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. people come to me and they, um, they feel like some of these problems in their lives are so important when in actuality, when they, the client and I have conversations, we learn, we kind of tease out that actually that maybe, you know, putting an appearance of, you know, being a quote unquote, always being a quote unquote pretty girl is not really that important to my client who's female. It's just that she grew up in a household and where mm-hmm. that she always had to be pretty or sweet or those mm-hmm. kind of things. It's kind of breaking down these narratives and they're, I'm getting back to running. But anyway, so they're talking about this is like with eating as well. We're kind of, we're kind of told not to trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so with running, I feel like it's one of those same things where again, like you said earlier, people say, well, why do I really need a running coach? Like our bodies are programmed to run. Like that is an instinctual Thing that I can run. However, though, I feel like um, I just imagine that, and you can totally tell me if I'm wrong, Danny, you're the expert, <laughs> but like with the way that we're told to hold our posture or the way that we're told to, told, and now with as so much of everybody sitting and slumping in front of mm-hmm. a computer and things like that, or a lot of my women friends are told to put their tits out and their ass out and keep their stomach in. You know what I mean? There's right. all these kind of does it, I feel like that probably does, how does, um, I guess, environmental or like societal factors of how we're just supposed to hold and keep our bodies, does that have a great impact of, as far as like maybe not necessarily giving people the best running technique? Yeah, certainly. Um, and, and, you know, you kind of mentioned or, or at least kind of hinted at, or at least I intimated that you were talking about, you know, with, with, our, with all, all our devices. And, and again, everybody's guilty of this, whether it's your phone, whether it's your laptop, computer, tablet, whatever, you know, we're, we're hunched over, we're, we're messing on our, on our devices all the time. I'm, I'm guilty uh-huh. of this as, as much as anybody. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, without question that, that kind of leads to those, those forward or the, the shoulders kind of pushed forward, kind of head slumped down. Um, and, and the posture is not good. And, and when that translates to, you know, to getting out there to go for your run, um, you know, it, it's, it's collapsing your rib cage. You're not breathing as, as deeply as you could. If you, if you're, you know, more upright and able to get your, your shoulders back a little bit more, it opens up your ribs. It allows you to breathe better. Um, and, and, and you know, again, to try to not maybe get too woo woo, but, um, you know, our, our bodies, everything's so interconnected in our bodies that, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you stop, if you start getting in one area that's, that's hunched over or, you know, not, not, uh, kind of in a, in a more natural, um, I, don't, I hate to say anatomic, but almost a, a more anatomic type of, of proper position, you know, from, from how it's, it's been since we came out of the trees, however many thousands or millions of years ago, depending on what your belief system might be, um, you know, that, that is going to affect how your legs move, how, how big of a stride you're able to take when everything's tight and, and bunched up up top on, on your, your shoulders and your, your chest and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, th- there's no question that, and that's where, you know, kind of going back to doing some of the little things, like those types of things matter. Those, you know, those types of, of postural alignment, you know, maybe seeing a chiropractor once in a while, maybe, maybe doing some, like I said, do some yoga or some stretching or, or whatever, but just, just to kind of make sure that, that, 
and, and again, this translates across just not just running, but everywhere. Make sure that your whole body is is well and balanced and cared for, uh, and that's gonna that's gonna result in in better running. That's gonna result in you know better singing, better better body language at a, at a at a meeting or if you're giving a presentation, oh. whatever it might be. Um, it's gonna it's gonna help take care of of what you're focused on if you're if you're able to give some attention, some TLC to the whole rest of your body as well. So, I mean, yeah, the, you know, sitting all the time, like that's terrible for, for all of us, not just for runners, but just for anybody. You just, if you're sitting for eight hours a day at a, at a job or, um, you know, you're, you're, you're that, that position where you're hunched over, then you're on the computer probably, or you're on the phone, whatever the case might be, um, you know, over and over and over again, that can cause problems. So, um, definitely something to, to try to be aware of and, and try to, you know, take some steps to counteract that, whether you're a runner or not. So t- let's talk a little bit. So t- let's talk about your book. So, um, cause you just, you recently just finished this, right? Well, yeah, that's writing a book is a pain in the ass, Maddie. It's, <laughs> it's, you know what? It's, everybody, everybody who's been on my show that has a book, none of them have said, they always say this, uh, I'm so glad I did it. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, and I, like, I'll probably do it again. You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, maybe like, you know, I, I hate to, to start drawing parallels between giving birth or something like that. Cause I, I, I was there when my, my wife did it and she did it all. Oh, natural. No, no pain, pain stuff at all. Oh, wow. and, and I mean, that's whew, like, I, I'm glad that, uh, that, that I don't have to go through something like that. But, um, you know, I guess, I guess where, you know, they'll, they'll do that. And then eventually maybe, maybe they want to have another kid and go through all that stuff again. I feel like that's kind of the same way, uh, on a much smaller scale, much no, smaller a scale. Lot of ladies, related to that. Yeah. A lot of people related to that. Yeah. Uh, but with, with the book where it's just like, I mean, I had it finished written other than a few kind of edits and minor things like that, like almost a year ago. And it's taken for, and part of this is because, you know, I'm kind of doing it on, on a shoestring budget. So sometimes you, things have to get put on hold when you're, when you're scraping some pennies together and things like that. But between getting the cover together and getting all the final edits done and the formatting and, and all of this, all of the, the legwork that goes into, to putting a book together and getting it out there, boy, it's, it's, uh, it's been a process. Um, I like, uh, you know, I'm certainly glad that I, glad that I did it. And it's, it's exciting to actually have, you know, a book in your hands that has your name on it. Like that's, it's, it's a, still kind of a surreal thing. It hasn't quite set in yet. Cause it's only, you know, as we're recording, this has only been, it's only been alive and, and, and officially published for a couple of weeks. So it's still pretty new. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's, what's, the, uh, what's the name of the, what's the name of your book? It's called be ready on race day. And it's kind of a, a how to guide on everything you need to do to, um, write your own training plan. Because I, I kind of feel like in the running world, there's a lot of either people work with a coach, which is probably, you know, can't, can't, if you have the right coach client relationship, it can be very, very good and very, very beneficial, but not trying to kid anybody. It, it's also expensive. Um, or you, you kind of download a free plan or you get a, a book that has a, a plan in it. And it's, it's just a one size fits all generic thing. And, and I'm, I'm very opposed to the idea of one size fits all and just about anything. So the book is kind of trying to be in the middle of that, where it's, it's a how to, to maybe take that one size fits all plan and adjust it to you, adjust it to your life, adjust it to your goals. Um, you know, how many days are you running things like that? And, and, you know, it certainly talks about all those little things that I talked about before about making sure you're taking care of your body and not just being focused on the running. So, um, it's, it's the, the design, the goal, the hope is that it'll help people to be uh, a little bit better prepared, uh, for the race. So hence the name, you know, again, be ready on race day. Um, so that, you know, you have your best chance to, to be successful, to, to reach your goals on whatever, whatever race you might be running. Well, I, I love that where, you know, I feel like we're like minds. And then as a therapist, like I do believe that the, you know, obviously I have experience and I've studied stuff and I've talked to a lot of people. So obviously I come in with an experience to hopefully provide um, some help for a client. But the but 
at the end of the day, I really do believe that the client is the expert in their own life. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not a Dr. Phil type of mm-hmm. host is that I don't want to yell at people or shame them in that they're doing wrong. And yes, I can provide something, but it, it ultimately is about, you know, they are the decision maker for their life. And I feel like you're that type of running coach where you offer obviously your insight and you have proven things that work and, mm-hmm. and scientific for, you know, scientific based things. But at the same time, it, you really want to empower your clients to be, to kind of be their own teacher as well and not always need, uh, need, cause I feel like that's, that really, um, I, that can be very freeing for people. Don't you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, you, there's all sorts of different kind of analogies and, and adages and, you know, the, the, the teach a man to fish versus just give him a fish, things like that, where, you know, yeah. like, like ultimately, yeah. I mean, um, even the, the clients that I've had for, for, you know, since, I, since day one, you know, I, I still have a, a couple of clients that signed up with me. Um, the, you know, when I, when I first announced, Hey, I think I'm going to try this coaching thing. If anybody wants to, to give it a shot, let's, let's go. Um, and, and, you know, like, like, I'm I'm glad that they're still around. I'm glad that they're still getting benefit from me. And I'm not I'm not trying to shoo them out the door. But I also, you know, if, if situations change, they they you know can't afford it anymore or whatever the case might be. I, I want them to have learned enough that they could kind of keep keep doing what the, what they're doing. That they kind of know what's what's going on. And and you know one of the the perks of having a coach or one of the perks of having a personal trainer or one of the perks of having anybody that kind of you know does does what I do and and whatever kind of niche or genre or whatever you're, you're looking at, um, it just kind of takes some of that, that, uh, that guesswork out. So like, they don't have to try to do, they don't have to try to figure this stuff out when they're working with me, but hopefully by, by working with me, they, they, and, and again, like, like not to try to keep pimping back to the book, but you know, what the big thing from the book is like, here's all the things that, that, it, that all the components to what we're doing, you know, you're capable of putting this together for yourself if that's something that you want to do. So yeah, I mean, empowering people, um, you know, reminding them that like, that, that they're, that they're ultimately in control. Like it's, 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 are they going to do the, do the steps? Are they going to do the things that we talk about or not? And if, if they are, then most likely they're going to see some progress. And if, and if not, then, then they're not. So, um, definitely, uh, I try not to be the, the one that just, um, drags them along, but tries to, you know, kind of give, give my clients and give the, the, my, audience on the podcast and things like that, kind of the tools to do it themselves and, and, and really give them the freedom to say, Hey, like you can do this. Like you're, you're fully capable. It's, it's not maybe as complicated as some people like to make it, make it sound, even though, and even though it maybe sound like I'm trying to put myself out of a job, but you know, it, it really isn't that complicated. Like there's, there's nuance and there's science and there's all those types of things, but it's, it's not crazy complicated either. Well, but also though, too, I think what is cool about your book is that um, some, there might be some people out there to say, well, I don't know how to run or I don't, you know, I have a knee injury. I'm not, I can't run again or my back is bad. And so to me, it's worth picking up your book and, and just, if you don't feel like if you can't afford a running coach, don't use, I'm just saying, don't, don't use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like don't use it as an excuse. Go on, uh, you know, you can, I'm sure. It, oh yeah. I have the link here. Y'all it's on Amazon. It's $7 mm-hmm. for pay, Amazon. Go, you know, <laughs> like, come on, you can $7 is, you know, whatever. I'm right. I, I don't mean to, I do. I mean that I, I mean not to like promote your book. Well, I do want to promote your book cause I like you, but all, <laughs> but I mean that in that I, as someone who, you know, there's not a lot of things that I struggle with a lot in my life, Denny. And I, I don't mean that to sound uppity. I mean that just like, 
I, at a very young age, I was very quizzical and very curious and very interested in, in kind of building myself to be a better person at like 12, that like kind of my own self-help like that. Just, I, I don't need a, I don't really need a self-help coach, so to speak, mm -hmm. because that was something I literally hit the ground or I would hit the ground kind of running as far as spiritually seeking. That said though, working out has, it still is, it is a struggle for me. Eating, I can do. I can, I know how to eat well when I want to mm -hmm. do it and, and that kind of things. But for me, it's like, it's, it, it, one of the, the last things that I feel like, damn, I still struggle with building a healthy physical routine for myself. And I've been one of those things that's kind of in, prevented me sometimes from doing other things is the, is that I would make an excuse that if I don't have, if I don't have ABCD, all these things set in order, I need those things before I can really do that. And that's mm -hmm. something I'm realizing that I've done more in the, in the last few years. And so I'm saying this to listeners, if you're thinking you need to have all these, if you, if you need all these ducks in a row, so to speak, before you can physically exercise or before you can do this, or you're saying I can't afford a gym membership, I'm telling y'all, you could start with a $7 book about mm -hmm. running, which is something that is pretty inexpensive because Pretty much anybody can get a pair of shoes and run. Um, this is something that, like, I hope, hope, like, even if you read the book, and you decide not to run, but something inspires you to just be physical about your life. And I love that you're giving people this information to empower themselves to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, just to, to add one, one other thing about the ducks in the row comment, the ducks, all the ducks are never going to be in a row. Like, it's, 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 it's no matter, no matter what you're trying Preach. to do, that's just, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, get, get one duck and then start and then, and then worry about trying to line up the next step Ooh, or the next duck at that point. I love that. Get one duck. Just get <laughs> one duck. I love that. That is, I've never heard that put that way. I know that sounds, I, I'm tweeting that Danny Craig. <laughs> I'm tweeting well, that shit. I love it. I, I came up with a tweetable out of, out of nowhere. So I, that my, my day is now complete. Nowhere. Um, Okay, so we're not going to get to the. Uh, sorry, I talked to you too much about running, Denny. I know I said I had an advice question, but I'm going to, but I don't want to have a super long show because I don't like to edit. So, I, as you I know, because I talked about it on the show. Um, so, uh, I, I do want to ask you, though, and, and maybe you can't share because it's private. So, obviously, share what you can. Mm -hmm. But has there been, like, with coaching clients, has there been, like, one um, running client or something where, even still to this day, when you think about it, like their story of kind of what they thought they couldn't do or what they, and kind of where they are now, does that still inspires you? Is there someone that pops to your mind that you've worked with? Yeah. I mean, certainly there's, there's, there's a few folks. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say names, not because I'm, I'm worried about outing people, but it's, it's, I don't want to, upset the folks that I don't mention because it's, 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 it's across almost across the board where, you know, people, people come to you cause they have, you know, whatever goal a, and, and mm -hmm. maybe it's to get faster. Maybe it's to, to not keep getting injured, not, not dealing with the same injury over and over and over again, whatever it is. Um, and, and, you know, so, so as the coach, it's like, all right, so that's, that's what the, the goal is. That's what we're working towards. But in the back of my head, it's like, all right, what's, what's the next thing? What's, what's the next bigger goal? What are, what are we, you know, working towards that's, that's beyond just this next, you know, eight weeks or three months or five months or whatever, whatever it is to, to the goal that they have identified. And, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's just awesome for me as, as the coach to, to, you know, 
kind of build them up to get to that goal that they think is the big goal. And mm-hmm. once they, once they hit it, it really opens their eyes to like, well, what else could I do? You know, I, I just got, you know, I ran this marathon five minutes faster. Could I run the next one another five minutes faster? Could I run it 10 minutes faster? Like, I, I don't know. I never thought I could, you know, be at, at four hours and now I'm at, at three fifty eight. So maybe, maybe I could go to three fifty five, and, and just, just kind of that, that process where, um, you know, you get, you show somebody, you know, to get to point from, from point A to point B and, and then to see or to hear, uh, the, the gears start to turn and go, well, what, what could be next? Um, and to just kind of be along for that, that ride is, is, I mean, ultimately that's why I do what I do. It's, it's awesome. I, I absolutely love it. I, I get way more out of my client's success than I do about my own running anymore. Like, like I still mm-hmm. like to run and I still have goals in, in for myself and running, but like, I mean, ultimately if, if, the people I'm working with are successful. I could, I could really give two shits about how I do as a runner anymore. Like, you know, hopefully we'll get to my goals, but as long as my clients are successful, like that's, that's what lights me up at this point. Mm, I, I love it. I love it. Denny Craig. Um, okay. So, and I want to put the links to everything for dsruns.com and, uh, the podcast link and be ready on race day. I'll put the, uh, the Amazon link to that. Um, so, Let's jump into Dear Maddie. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, oh, I'm ready. Like, I'm excited for it. I've only been trying to figure out what my answers would be probably for the last year or so. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I've got I've got something that I can I can uh, can answer to these questions today. Well, so okay, that said, so uh, chatting, Maddie number one. What is your favorite childhood smell or most memorable childhood smell? So this is like the one that is the, the toughest question for me because I have probably like the worst sense of smell of somebody who's not like, like I have a sense of smell, but it's terrible. Like I, I, I can't pick out smells out of any, like, unless I, you know, I could be cooking something and have it be smelling up the whole house. And like, I can't smell it unless I walk outside, kind of cleanse my, my sinuses and then come back in and then I can smell it for like two Uh minutes. So, um, I, 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 the only really thing that I can ever remember like smelling is just gasoline. And there's no like crazy reason. It's not like I worked on, you know, grew up on a farm or grew up around kind of all kinds of equipment or things like that, that where you're using gasoline all the time. Um, but that's just like the ones, like that's one of the only smells I think that I could really like distinctly pick out of a lineup. And it's always been that case. I've always, I was always that kid at the gas station, um, you know, riding around with, with, with my parents when I was younger, where it was like, they'd get gas and I'd like kind of crack the door open on my side so that I could just kind of take in the, the smell. So I have no, and maybe that's, maybe that, that messed me up more than it helped me. I don't know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> gas as a kid, but, uh, that's, that's about the only thing I can really say that I can like have any memories of like, I could actually smell that. So terrible answer to the first question. No, that's not that several people have said that actually like one, I can't remember who was it get. This is from, I'm over a hundred shows now. So mm-hmm. the things get blended together, but, <laughs> um, it was, I asked and they said gasoline. I said, really? And they said, yes, because it reminds me of road trips that I took mm-hmm. with my family. Yep. So maybe it's even like a subconscious thing to you. Cause you just even described like your parents filling up the car. So maybe it evokes a memory of, you know, going somewhere or doing something with your parents and spending time with them. So I yeah. think that's a great answer. Fair enough. Um, so, okay. Chatting Maddie number two, and maybe you already have it, but what would be the name of your memoir? Um, yeah, I, this one, this one is, is a lot easier for me. It would be, uh, take the next step, um, which is kind of a, a running thing, Ooh. obviously, but also anything in life, you know, like where are we now? That's great. But like, what's the next thing? Like, where are we moving towards things like that? So, um, that's kind of a, a, a mantra that I use in, in business and in, in running, whatever. Um, so that would, that would probably be my, uh, my memoir title. 
No, I love that too because, you know, I just recently was watching, oh, not recently, maybe like a year or two ago, but it was, it was something with Oprah and she was talking about people being overwhelmed and she just said, um, she's like a lot of, and it's so, it's, it's very the same thing of what you said, just find, find the first duck and don't have mm-hmm. to worry about the row. Um, she just said, what's the next best step you can take? Don't like worry about all the other steps, just take the next step. And so I love that you said that. I love that answer. Um, you should write that book. Um, okay. <laughs> Chatty Maddie, number three, uh, what day would be a groundhog day? So what day was such a good day that you're like, mm, I could do that over and over. This is another one that's a little bit tough, but I, I do have an answer for this one. Um, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, um, we, uh, I, I've been a, a Dave Matthews fan for, for years and years and years, but I've never uh-huh. had, had never been to a concert. Um, just, you know, just for some reason, like live music isn't, isn't always my jam probably because it's, it's never something that, that sounds like it does on the album or, you know, on the, on the single or whatever. Cause it's, it's, it's live. It's not, you know, pr- overly produced and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it had been kind of on my list to maybe try to go see a, a Dave Matthews band show at some point. Um, and, and a couple of years ago, uh, in, in 20, uh, I guess it was 2016, um, we, we went and my, my wife and I, and I, I went and like, I was kind of that, that. I don't want to say I was curmudgeon, but I was, I was kind of just like sitting there and like, you, you know, the, the band comes out on stage and everybody stands up and is like, Oh Christ, like I got to stand up. Um, and like, you know, a minute into the first song, like I was just, my wife, my wife was, was like, I've never seen you like that before. Like just dancing and singing and, and carrying on for, you know, whatever it was, two and a half hours. I didn't sit back down. Um, and just, you know, so like the whole day maybe wasn't uh, that memorable, but that, that few hours of, of just being, being at a, at a, at a show at a, a band that I enjoy, just all kinds of great music and, and people that were just having a good time. There was no, no craziness, at least in the area where we were sitting. Um, I would, I would do that every day and it would never get old. I, um, I love that. The power of music, the power of music. Um, mm. okay. So chatting Maddie number four, what, uh, oh, it just popped out of my head. I, I've asked this a million and one time. Oh, what's the best piece of advice that you wished you had taken earlier in life? Oh, um, I don't know that it was ever necessarily a, a specific piece of advice, but maybe, you know, kind of something along the lines of um, college being a little bit overrated. And and I, I hesitate to say that um, because, but I was I was kind of raised to, to you know, Go to go to go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a job, and and you know climb the the corporate ladder type of thing, and um, you know and that's what I, that's what I did. And uh, once I kind of started stumbling into the world of entrepreneurship, which is funny that I didn't have any taste of that because my dad's a, an entrepreneur, my dad's a, a business owner, and um, but it was never something that was ever talked about. It was always you know go to school, go to college, get a job. Um, and so once I kind of started to to hear more about opportunities and, and doing your own thing. And especially with, with the, the growth of, you know, the online internet type of businesses and, and podcasting and, and all that kind of stuff in the last, you know, five or six years. Um, I wish, I wish that I would have had more exposure to that earlier in life. Um, although, you know, I, I'm not complaining about how life has turned out, but it was just something that was never an option until all of a sudden it was. And it was just like, it was like Dorothy stepping out of the black and white into, into Oz. It was just like the eyes opened up and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. So, um, if, if some point that could have been given to me a little bit earlier, that would have been fantastic. And then, you know, of course, then once it was, I didn't act on it quite as quickly as I probably would have liked to, but, um, so maybe, maybe acting, going, going all in a little bit quicker, um, than, uh, you know, trying to, again, get all the ducks in a row first. Uh, maybe I should have mm-hmm. taken my own advice and, and just gotten the first duck and gone from there. Mm, I love that. I love that. 
That's great. So, well, well, last chatting, Maddie, when are you most inspired, Denny? Um, yeah, this is another easy one. Just anytime I'm out running, you know, and, and again, it's, it's something that as, as runners, that's, that's what we do. And, you know, I could, I can like, even this morning, I wasn't having the, the greatest morning, just kind of in, in Blaville after I woke up. And, um, once I went for my run and, and got back home, it was just like, all right, like I'm ready to, to like get some shit done, like talk to you, do some other, other work that needs to be done. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of my good ideas when I'm out running. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, like, like we talked about at the beginning, it's, it's a passion all the way around now. And that's, that's definitely the most inspiring time for me. That is, you know, it is for me too, as well, even though I'm not consistent about it, but I was just telling my boyfriend, I thought, you know, every time that I go and it's not a walk, it's like Mm -hmm. a run. It's like every time I'm like really kind of pushing my body, that's when I always have all these artistic ideas of either different type of podcast I want to create or what I want to do with this show or so, so maybe that is a bit of a runner's high and I didn't even know it. See, look at this. I didn't even mean to bring it back. It's a callback, (laughs) but I did Denny. Um, Denny Cray, thank you so much for being on the show. This was very informative and very enlightening for me. Oh, well, Maddie, it's, uh, it was uh, a pleasure. And, and like I said, something I've only been uh, hoping it would happen for the last year or year and a half. So thanks for, thanks for making this little guy's dream come true. Oh, you're sugar. You're very sweet. You're welcome back any, any time. And for everybody that is listening, so be ready on the race. Be ready on race day. That's the book on Amazon. I'm going to have a link for that. Uh, it's $7. I'm buying it today. I really am. And then also uh, go to dizruns.com. That's D-I-Z runs.com. And that's kind of where they can find, they can get, talk. they can just find all things you, right, Danny? Like coaching or your blog. They can find the podcast there. Really everything, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's the hub for everything. And on all, all things social, it's the same handle too. Try to keep it easy. Diz runs everywhere. Everywhere you might want to connect with me, I'm, I'm probably there. That's wonderful. All right, everybody. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope this is important. Jennifer, if you're running to this right now, I love you, sugar. Keep on going. And for for the rest of you that are doing this in your work day or whatever, just I love it. So just get those ducks out of the way and just choose one duck. That's what we're going with today. I love that. Denny, I'm going to use that. That's like I'm going to use that all year. I might even buy a duck. Um, All right. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Denny. And for the rest of you, we will see you next week. Bye.